Welcome to Listen to Talking with Trees, a podcast by Anetta Lander, which is a series of attempts at addressing specific trees in Swedish, Finnish or English. This is a freestanding sequel to the project Meetings with Remarkable and Unremarkable Trees. This episode is part of Pondering with a Pine, a series of conversations recorded with a pine tree in Kaivopuisto Park in Helsinki. Hello, Pine. Good to see you. It's one of the in-between days, as we call the Mellandagana, Valley Päivät, the days between uh, Christmas and New Year in the Western calendar. So we're in the midst of Yuletide, even if the winter solstice is now behind us. There are kids with sledges and their parents with sledges too around you, enjoying the the abundance of snow. And now you have a lot of snow on your branches too. I hope it's not too heavy, but because it's not that wet, it probably isn't. You know what? This is my last visit to you. Not only my last visit to you this year, but uh, since it's the end of the year, It will be my last formal visit, at least in this this, uh, series of conversations that I've called Ponderings with a Pine in the Park. Or Ponderings with a Pine in the Park, if I remember correctly. And of course now, when we're ending this collaboration and ending this year, I feel like uh, I should summarize, but of course it's impossible. But uh, the war continues in Europe. There is war in Ukraine, but we are somehow accustomed to it. So the shock uh, of uh, war uh, is not really felt anymore, especially not now when there is the massacre going on in Gaza which is a really international controversy because it stirs all the debates on anti-Semitism and pro-Israel and and, uh, pro-Palestine and like decades, decades of, of atrocities. But now, uh, quite recently, the leaders, uh, current leaders of Israel have claim that they will continue the war until they have destroyed Hamas. And they somehow do that by destroying all of Palestine or all Palestinians. Or maybe they just can't distinguish between them. But of course, uh, you can't really can't really exterminate the whole people, I guess. It, it, it just doesn't work that way. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's horrible uh, and complicated, and I have no, no simple suggestions for that. So instead of uh, describing you the 
political situation in the world right now, which I'm not an expert on at all, although I feel somehow uh, the suffering from people that is transmitted through people who have their relatives there and so on. But uh, so instead, I'm, I thought I'd uh, talk to you a little bit about the last book I, I read. I finished it actually uh, last night because I, I stayed, oh, now it fell into the snow. I, I had the book with me. Uh, last night there was full moon, so I stayed up quite late and, and uh, finished the book. Um, I think I mentioned last time we met, there is a beautiful section called Under the Pines in the beginning of the book. It, the book is A Sand County Almanac by Aldo Leopold. It's a real classic and people usually know the sequence called Thinking Like a Mountain, which is about why the biota of a mountain needs the wolves and many other things. But this is a pocketbook I found in an in antiquarian shop. Uh, last fall, and it's not only the Sand County Almanac, but also essays on, conserva on conservation from Round River, and from the beginning of the 50s. And well, there is a lot of controversial stuff here, of course, but, but, uh, but also beautiful things, which are, if you think of it in the context of the time, and of course it's very American also, and aware of that, sometimes compares with Europe and also mentions Northeastern Europe as one of the places where somehow there is a balance between utilizing the land and maintaining it. And I just wonder what on earth he means by that. And if that was true in the 50s, and if Finland is northeastern Europe, or if he thinks of something else. But okay, nevertheless, I just thought uh, I'd read a section from from a part which is called Land Health and the AB Cleavage, which uh, uh, is uh, discussing the land ethic that he tries to suggest that is in need of development. Well, so I quote, a land ethic then reflects the existence of an ecological conscience, and this in turn reflects a conviction of individual responsibility for the health of the land. Health is the capacity of the land for self-renewal. Conservation is our effort to understand and preserve this capacity. Conservationists are notorious for their dissensions. Superficially, these seem to add up to mere confusion, but a more careful scrutiny reveals a single plane of cleavage common to many specialized fields. In each field, one group, A, regards the land as soil and its function as commodity production. Another group, B, regards the land as a biota and its function as something broader. How much broader is admittedly in a state of doubt and confusion. End of quote. Um, and then I'll, I'll read one more section, which is a direct continuation, because it, that might interest you, because um, it's about uh, forestry. So I quote, 
in my own field, forestry, Group A is quite content to grow trees like cabbages, with cellulose as the basic forest commodity. It feels no inhibition against violence, its ideology is agronomic. Group B, on the other hand, sees forestry as fundamentally different from agronomy because it employs natural species and manages a natural environment rather than creating an artificial one. Group B prefers natural reproduction on principle. It worries on biotic as well as economic grounds about the loss of species like chestnut and the threatened loss of the white pines. It worries about a whole series of secondary forest functions, wildlife, recreation, watersheds, wilderness areas. To my mind, Group B feels the stirrings of an ecological conscience." End of quote. Well, this was Aldo Leopold in 1950s. And of course, uh, the whole talk of wilderness feels absurd today. Um, at least in a country like Finland, where there is no wilderness, but we try to preserve some areas uh, as sort of old-growth forest, at least. And of course, you here, you're not <laughs> not even in a, in a, in a old-growth forest or not even in an agronomic forest, but in the middle of the city park, so serving the recreation industry by your whole being. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to to leave you with this idea of uh, a development of a land ethic. And uh, and I want to thank you for, for inspiring me to trying to understand something about the histori- historical and and social development of of various ideas how to maintain this planet livable for for humans and for pines and for squirrels and for insects and for microbes and birds and kids and yeah so thanks for these uh, meetings or conversations with you and and I wish you a very very good new year thank you this was an episode of the podcast talking with trees